Well, God is faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that was a week. I heard two or three people. But God is faithful. Amen. He is a faithful God and he cannot and will not fail you. Amen. You know, the reason we don't see that too much is because we don't believe it. That's why we got a a two or three people. We don't believe it. We sit up and we concentrate. And this is totally off what I was going to say, but I'm going to say it. We concentrate on our situation too much instead of thanking God for changing our situation. Amen. When you thank and praise God, you're, you're saying, I'm in agreement with you, Lord. I agree that I'm coming out. You're not agreeing for the trouble. You're agreeing for coming out of the trouble. You're agreeing on what God has promised you and what he can do for you. And you're not taking no for an answer. But you know what the problem really is? We need to be consider nots. Are you a consider not? You have to consider not what's going on in your situation. Consider not your body. Consider not your financial situation. Consider not how you feel. Consider not how you think. But if you would get in the word and let the word change how you think, then you'll think along God's terms. Amen. You'll start to agree with him. And when you start to agree with God, you'll see change. Amen. But you have to consider not what you are going through. Abraham considered not his body, although his body was a hundred years old. He considered not. If he sat up and dwelled on how old he was and dwelled upon the fact that I haven't seen the promise yet. I already tried and it didn't work. And if he sat up and considered all of that stuff, he would have never gotten, he would never have been the father of many nations. Amen. He would never be our father and, and cause us to be heirs to the promises of God. And so you cannot consider what you are going through. Amen. It is, it ain't what you think. I'm just going to say that. It, it's not what it looked like. And so what we do is we, that's all some people know. You have to see with the eyes of faith. You have to believe what God believes. Repeat what God has said. I, speak to your, your bank account and tell it to grow in Jesus name. I am healed in Jesus name. The Bible says to speak to those symptoms and command them to flee in Jesus name. You don't just sit up and, and consider what you're going through. You consider, see yourself not with these problems. When you see yourself, you know, not with these problems, then God will take care of them. And the other thing is we think we're supposed to take care of these problems. God, that's God's job. All the Bible tells us to do is only believe. Only. Believe only. Why does the Bible says believe only? Because that's all God wants you to do. Only believe. You don't, you don't try to make these things right. Now, if you don't have money and you need a job, go get a job. Amen. Amen. See, I feel ya. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, for these things that are supernatural, and anyway, God's already provided us with, you know, the Bible says he'll supply all of your needs. That's already provided for. Believe for it. Amen. It, nothing comes to you without faith. You must believe. Amen. 
So I was going to say, have you ever faced a hopeless situation (laughs) where there appeared to be no way out? Amen. Have you ever felt overwhelmed? Didn't know what to do? Amen. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow takes care of itself. All you have to do is trust God. He cannot and will not fail. If you say that to yourself every day, you will see the glory of God. God, say this, God cannot and will not fail me. Amen. See, when you say it out of your mouth, you're creating a, see, that created something right there. You just created something in the natural realm and in the spirit realm. And so you have to speak these things out. God cannot and will not fail. Don't start trying to figure out if you believe it or not. Because guess what? It don't matter. Because God's going to do what he's going to do anyhow. Amen. But it would be so much better if we believed him and took him at his word. Amen. God cannot and will not fail me. Because he can't. Amen. He's not a man that he would lie. But we don't have to be afraid of what's coming. You don't have to be discouraged in the midst of a fiery trial. Anybody ever been in a fiery trial? Amen. Or felt like you were in a fiery trial? Guess what? God was in that trial with you. Did it pass? Did you come out? Amen. See, we always come out. And, and sometimes you just have to, you just have to work on yourself. I, I had to do that. Cause you know, you have to stop paying attention to what's going on in the natural. Because why? We're spirit beings. That's number one. This is not our home. We're passing through here. We're in the world, but not of the world. We're, we're of the spirit rent. We're spirit beings. But we're in the natural world. But that doesn't stop the supernatural for, from working for us. It works for us. But you have to know who you are. And see, the Satan, and I preached about this last week, how he tries. His thing is to steal our identity. He doesn't want us to know who we are. He doesn't want us to know what we're uh, capable of doing. And he does not want us to know what's ours. Amen. We're Abraham's seed, heirs to the promises of God. So therefore, that entitles us. We're entitled to certain things. Everything that Jesus died for, we're entitled to. Finances, health and healing. Um, what else is there? Whatever you need. All things pertaining to life and godliness. God's already taken care of that. And so we're entitled to all these things. And your faith is the title deed. Amen. In other words, if some, if you have a car and you have the keys in your hand and you don't, you forget where you, your car is, all you have to do is start doing this. Amen. And it unlocks your car. Amen. You lock yourself out of your car and you don't, you know, the keys are in the car. You, you call somebody to send you another, you know, pair of keys, an extra key. So if it's yours, you can always, you're never locked out of God's blessings. Let me just put it like that. 
God never locks you out of the blessings. It's already been prepared for you. Jesus already died for you to have everything that you need. And it's no, it's no reason why you don't have your needs met. It's a simple thing about believing. And I know it is. If you don't believe it, then you won't receive it. God is merciful God. And he has mercy and he'll give you a little breakthrough and show you, look, I'm with you. So show me, give me something to work on. Amen. Amen. Your faith is the title deed. Your faith holds the key to what you need. It unlocks the door for everything you need. Everything that God has provided for you is unlocked with your faith. There's nothing that the devil can steal from you. He's steal. He's a thief. But you don't have to let him take anything from you. And if he's taken from you, you make him give it back in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to stop this stuff. We need to step on and crush the devil's head. Now, when you step on his head, he's going to be kicking and screaming. So finish knocking him out. Amen. Amen. Get him out of your life. Hallelujah. Don't be nice to the devil. He ain't nice to you, is he? Amen. We need to stand strong and walk through adversity. Don't allow adversity to take us down. Amen. Don't allow fear and what you don't have and the people who don't like you and all of this stuff. You need to shut that mouth. Shut the mouths of the lions that roar their lies against us. Cause the the tongue of the wicked persecutors to cleave to the roofs of their mouth. Well, how do I do that? With your faith and with your mouth. With the word of God. Amen. There's always, it's called warfare. Some people don't like that name, but you're in it whether you like it or not. Amen. So don't allow uh, the devil to come against you strongly because of what you're going through. Amen. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. This is why the Bible, look, the Bible has it all mapped out for us. God even tells us how to think. Think on things that are good, things that are noble, things that are pure, things that are of good report, things that are thankworthy, things that are worthy of praise. Think on those things. The Bible already tells us how to think. And if you think the way God tells us how to think, then you won't have any problems with that voice. Shut that thing down and, and just reach up. Father, I thank you. You break that thing. You, you know, we settle for too much. And you know why we do? We don't know who we are. We don't know who we are. We sit up and we listen to the devil and he tells us we can't, we won't. Or we listen to the devil tell us somebody, they're not going to keep their word. See, see, they're not going to do it. And what you need to say is they will. God will because he must. Amen. He must. He wants to. How about that? He wants to. And so just trust him. And once you've given something to him, it's like I, I told somebody one time, I said, just lay that on the altar. She said, well, what does that mean? I said, you for once and for all tell God, look, God, I'm giving this to you. And I'm laying it on the altar. And I'm just going to allow you to fix this. And then you believe it. 
and just leave it there. And when you find yourself picking that back up again, starting to worry about you saying, "Uh uh-uh, you're devil, you're a liar. I gave it to God already. It's on the altar. And you leave it there. Amen. And that's what you, we need to start fighting back. Because the days of just sitting, taking it are gone. Amen. Praise God. Those days are gone. Amen. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the problem is. You take authority over that problem. And see it done. This is the other thing. When you do get your faith to the place. Now, and I know we certain things are harder to believe than other things. Really they're not. But this is how they affect us. Because it looks bigger to us. Or it's more personal. But once we give that thing to God. And we get in faith for it. Don't let the devil tell you. Don't let him give it back to you. Just keep thanking God. God, I thank you. I receive. I, I just thank you that you're changing my situation. You have to see what you want from God. If you can't see it, you ain't getting it. Because when you see it, you're looking through the eyes of faith. I don't know who I'm talking to. This has got nothing to do with what I'm preaching about. Praise God. If you can't see it, it ain't yours. I'll put it like that. Amen. And you work that scripture until you own it. Amen. Speak to the mountain and command it to flee in Jesus name. It doesn't matter what it looked like to people. I don't care. It's what God has shown you, what he's spoken to your heart and what you expect him to do because you know he can do it. Because he cannot, he can do nothing other how, how do you put that? He can he cannot fail you. He can do nothing except, no, that's not right. But he will never fail you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And even with, see, this is our problem when it looks different. It don't look like it's going to happen. No, because you're keeping it going in your brain. Change your mindset. Well, how do I do that? By the washing of the water of the word get in your bible amen meditate on the word this is not a speed reading contest (laughs) god is not given a b c or d amen so it's not a contest on how much scripture you know and how many people you pray with that has nothing to do with your breakthrough is do you believe God's going to do this thing for you? He's already said yes. Amen. So expect. Your thing is to expect it. Your faith must have a corresponding action. Well, what is that? Expecting. Expectation. Honey, I'm looking for God to send me some money because I'm broke. Amen. I'm just expecting somebody to give me some money. Somebody do something. See, that's how you have to roll. Amen. Trust him for it. Expect it. You know? Hallelujah. You must expect God to do something. And he's, you know what? He's expecting us to do something different too. He's expecting us to do something different. Amen. Your your faith, 
Your faith will show God who you are. Not trying to put anybody down. Amen. God words, God's word show us and it comes through for us during difficulties. His word shows up and it gets us through. Yeah, the word of God will show up for you during difficulties. But it starts with trusting him. It starts with trusting God. You got to trust him. And sometimes that is hard to do, but talk to God about it. God, I want, I want to trust you so bad in this situation because I know I need to, but I'm having problems. What's wrong with this conversation? Nothing. I'm having problems trusting you. Can you please have mercy on me and help me? Amen. You have thinking wrong. You have wrong thoughts. Renew your mind in the word of God. Until you're fully persuaded. Amen. You must be fully persuaded. Well, that sounds hard. It's not hard when you let yourself. Because you know what? Most people's problem is they're just downright discouraged. And just discouragement breaks your, it messes with your faith. Amen. And so you have to be encouraged well how do i get that through the word of god amen encourage yourself in the lord stir up the gifts of god on the inside of you amen they're there christ lives in you he's in there if you're born again he lives in you hallelujah but what do you believe see if you don't believe it then you'll act accordingly and you'll, you'll be disgusted, angry, discouraged, don't want to do nothing, mad at people. Because when you get dis- discouraged and depressed, you, you get angry. Because you know it's not a normal state to be in. And you didn't know how you, how you got there. And so you start trying to figure out who's for you and who against you. Well, I tell you right now, the devil ain't for you. he's your problem amen you need to to just get away with the lord i'm telling you we're living in a season where god wants more of us he wants to see he wants us to seek his face he wants us to know him better he wants us to stop running from him Amen. I don't know who this is for. It's for all of us. Me too. He wants us like a deer pants for water. He wants us to hunger and thirst for him. To see his face. To be in his presence. To go into the secret place of the most high. Where he can build us up. All he wants to do. See a lot of people are scared to go and seek God face to face. You know why? Because they're afraid that God's going to tell them something they don't want to hear. Like, yeah, you need to get in the word. You need to visit me, be a habitator and not a visitor. Amen. But God is not going to. He loves you. He loves you more than any man could ever love you. When I say man, I mean human. He loves us with an everlasting love. 
In other words, he don't change on you. Amen. He loves you for, for always, today and forever. And so he wants us to follow after him, seek him, desire to be in his presence. Are y'all here? This is all he's, he's looking for some companionship. All he wants to do is, is date you. Amen. Wants to date us. Hallelujah. Give him some time. It's all he, he's, he's a jealous God. You already know that. So he wants us to take some of these things that we put before him or ahead of him. He wants you to, he wants to, he wants you to remove these things. Amen. And he wants you to come a little closer. He wants to know you better. Because when you get to know him, you might like him. (laughs) You know how when you first meet people, you didn't like them. And then when you get to know them, you say, well, they really ain't that bad. Well, God may not be that bad. He may turn out to be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. How about that? Amen. We need to trust. See, we don't trust him. There's people in the natural that we probably trust more than God. But you know why? Because we don't know him. Don't know him. And there's no reason. The veil has been lifted. There's nothing standing between us and God. Nothing. Nothing but us. Because we're afraid to get to know him too deeply. Amen. But there, we're living in the times and seasons where we won't have any other choice. We don't have a choice now. We just don't know it. But we don't have a choice because we are living in the days where we need him so much. And, and it's like this. If God can't do it, then who can? Nobody can. So we must trust him. We must seek him early and seek him late. We, we need to stop running away from him. See, in the natural, what you need is what the devil's going to tell you you don't need. Just give your brain a little time. And that's what it will come, that conclusion. You'll come to that conclusion. But we need him oh so much. But we seek people. We seek man. We seek stuff. We seek everything. It's a, you know, I'm so thankful that I'm at the place because god has been good to me and has given me so much spiritually and in the natural but i'm so thankful that i know that i only need him i only need him praise god and when you know that see you we don't know most of us now i think maybe the younger people too because when i was young that's how we thought but God is the best thing that could ever happen to you. Amen. He's the best thing going and coming. Hallelujah. And guess what? He never leaves. He never leaves you. We need to start to trust. And the only thing that's blocking your trust is you looking in the natural. Natural eyesight will get you in trouble. Ask any married husband.
Amen. See, they learn how to control that real quick. Amen. Your natural eyesight will get you in trouble. Because you you see what you shouldn't see. What you should see when you look is is all of the promises of God coming at you. Amen. You should see favor coming your way. Blessings coming your way. All of these things. You should be able to see them. Do you see yourself healed? Do you see yourself prosperous? Do you see yourself blessed? Do you see your children blessed? Do you see your children being um, more than conquerors? You have to see these things. And if they're not in your sight, it's just like uh, Elijah told the servant, go back again. You don't see right. Go look again. Amen. You got to keep looking until you see right. Amen. Hallelujah. You have to keep looking. And if you're not seeing what God has spoken, see, we must see what he has spoken. And if you don't see it, then you need to go look again. Because it's there. All of the promises of God are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. He's already done it. He's already provided what you need. You're just looking through the wrong. You're looking through the glass darkly. You're not looking through the eyes of faith. You need to see whatever you need. And when you start to see it, because I I told the Lord one time, I said, I see it, but I don't have it yet. He said, it's there. Keep believing. If it's not working yet, it will. Because God can do nothing, but he will not fail. He can do anything but fail. He will not fail. If you see it, Keep seeing it. Don't let the devil discourage you. Keep calling for it. Keep confessing it. Sometimes it's a thing where you need to confess more. And don't let the devil destroy your vision. Don't let the devil destroy your purpose. Don't let the devil destroy your destiny. You hang in there with God. It's the best place to be. I don't care how bad you feel. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. The just shall live by faith, not how we feel. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to straighten up and tell the devil enough. I'm going to sit down for a minute. We need to tell the devil enough. I will no longer take this from you because I know who I am. I'm the daughter of Abraham. Hallelujah. I ought to be blessed. I ought to be healed. I ought to be whatever it is that you need. You inherited these promises because of who you are. Doesn't matter what you did. What matters is if you belong to God because the devil wants to steal our identity. He likes it when Christians don't know who they are. When they don't know what God has done for them, then they have no right to ask because they don't know who they are. And the devil likes it like that. And that's when he starts playing and toying with your life. And you know what? He has no rights to you. You are not his business. You're God's business. Amen. He has no right to tell you what you can have. And whether you know it or not, 
his mouth he has no power what he's saying is like this and it has no power but we we think that it, it has power because we don't know who we are because he's he's tries to steal your identity he did it to jesus he'll do it to you but jesus knew who he was full of the holy ghost and power he knew who he was and he rebuked the devil every time and we must speak up you need to tell the devil you don't have a right to tell me what i can have and what i can't have because god's already given it to me it's already done all you need to do is call for it speak it forth and it will come to you amen we need to start standing up fighting back come out of self-pity and defeat because god didn't put you there you put yourself there amen hallelujah i'm sorry but i'm just telling it like it is we can do better you know why because god has better for us and there's so many people that are waiting look sons and daughters people people who are in the world that have no hope see we have hope and they're waiting to hear what you have to say about your god that you serve amen hallelujah amen we're we're an overcoming company amen we can't be held back we we've already overcome the sun, the people in the earth are waiting to hear what we have to say we're we're the glory carriers but you won't do your job if you don't feel like god has blessed you i know you won't because you'll do it limping and complaining and and doing everything else that's not good and see we we think god doesn't love us and didn't don't want to bless us he's already done it he's waiting on you to to understand who you are in him so he can release you know what i believe he's already released everything that's good for us but you have to throw cast out your rod of faith Amen. Anybody been fishing in here? Cast out your rod of faith and reel it in. He's already done all he's going to do. You got to take a step of faith. Get out of the boat. Step out of the boat. Sometimes it gets difficult, but that's still you holding you back. So cast out the rod of faith and, and bring in a haul. Because that's what's waiting on you. A haul. God has everything you need. He knows what you need. Just sometimes God just wants us to remind him. Because see, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, which you do, then you remind him. And when you remind God of the promises of God, then that's faith. He says, oh, that one has faith because she's still up back up in my face. This is how you overcome. This is how you receive. It doesn't come any other way. 
He's given us grace, the ability to believe, the ability to do things. He's given us favor. We're in, in this natural realm. You, man will choose you above somebody else just because of what he sees on you. He's given us all things pertaining to your life and his godliness. And it's all we need. So we need to get it together and start to believe, only believe. The Bible says only believe. That means don't do none of that other stuff you've been doing. Only believe. Even if you you have everything you need. I have everything in the natural that I need. But I still need God. And there's still some things God wants me to have and I need to reel them in. Amen. Why? Because I'm not greedy. But he has exceedingly and abundantly for me. I want that too. Amen. I want whatever he has for me. I'm okay. I'm cool. But I want whatever else he has for me, which is the icing on my cake. Amen. And so I want whatever he has for me. I don't want yours. I want mine. Hallelujah. And so God is more than willing. He wants, he wants you to come boldly to the throne of grace to make your needs known to him. Don't be afraid to go to God. He loves you. Repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I, I haven't been here in a while, but he, he's glad that you're there. He says, anybody to come to the door, knock. He will not cast you down. He will not pretend like he ain't home, like people do. (laughs) You know how it is when you don't feel like having company. You say, nah, don't move. Like Chuck say, don't move. (laughs) No witnesses. (laughs) But God is always there. And he welcomes you. You got some complaints, take them to him in a nice way. Just tell God, you've been mistreated by people. God wants to hear about it because he's a faithful and a just God. He's a God of justice. You know, we we go to him as a last resort. We need to run to him, hasten to his throne. Hallelujah. He wants to hear from us. He doesn't want you to... To, to come as a last resort. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. Amen. God is so good. He says, trust in me. Um, Proverbs 3, 5. Let's go there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We know it, but we're going to read it anyway. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And in all of your ways, some of your ways, all, all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Hallelujah. God will straighten out the path of his devoted people. Amen. That that's trusting. You're trusting him. You're sold out to him. He will direct your path. Amen. Amen. 
He will cause you to be upright and blameless. Why? Because you're the upright one. Amen. You're upright. And God wants to do it all for you. Amen. He, he, he wants to direct your path to victory. Amen. In fact, he's already done it. He's already directed your path to victory. There is no failure in God. He cannot fail. He can't fail. Everything that he has promised you is sealed with an oath and a promise. Amen. It's sealed in blood. He can't go back on that. He loves you so much. Now, you may not love you. You know, we have self-hatred sometimes. And we need to give that to God, too. Amen. Because we're wonderfully and uniquely made by him. And he loves every bit of us. Amen. Even our flaws. Those flaws are there because he don't want you to be like anybody else. You're unique in your own design. I'm talking to somebody today. Hallelujah. Love yourself. Love yourself because God loves you. And you're worthy. You are worthy. Just like he's worthy of all honor and praise. You're worthy of his love. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God always, God always proves his faithfulness. He proves his faithfulness. So you don't have to wonder. Because sometimes when we run out of ourselves and just get tired and go sit down somewhere, he'll show up anyway. And he'll do something for you that's so magnificent that you cannot deny that it came from God. And he's trying to show him. He's, he's proving himself to us. He's saying, now what you going to do? What you bring into the table? He always proves himself to you. Amen. He proves his faithfulness to us. So we need to trust him in every, every situation. Everything that we, every problem, even every good thing. When you celebrate, celebrate him. Amen. Thank him. Honor him. Let's go to Mark 22. Hallelujah. Mark 22. I'm sorry. Mark 11, 22. I said, now that don't sound right. Mark 11, 22. And we all know what that is. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's where the Jesus had just cursed the fig tree. Mark eleven twenty-two. Okay. He had just figged, cursed the fig tree. And he was passing by the day before, and then he came back by with the disciples. And Peter said in verse 21, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered away. 22, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. That's pure and simple. You know, people say, well, I don't really understand what the Bible says. It speaks very clearly. Have faith in God. Amen. Because it took faith 
to curse that tree. And it didn't take any faith to probably to open up his mouth. But see, you got to expect that tree. See, the disciples were shocked when they came back by and saw because they don't have they they didn't have faith. And Jesus was teaching them faith. That's why they traveled with him. And so when they say, oh, Rabbi, that tree you curse is dead. And he said, have faith in God because he knew they were shocked. When you shocked and amazed, that's not faith. But he was teaching them. Amen. Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, see, you got to say that word say is underlined in my Bible. Whoever say to the mountain, you got to talk and never talk defeat. You got to talk the word. Why? You're creating your future when you open your mouth and talk. So whoever says, he didn't say look at the mountain or it would say whoever looks. He It didn't say whoever feels or touches the mountain. He says whoever says. So it's important that you say. You open your mouth and say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Okay, you can't doubt. That's underlined too. Say. And underlined, does not doubt in his heart. It says, but believe that those things that he say will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. So what does it take for you to have whatsoever you say? Or what does it take to receive what God has already promised you? Got to say it. Got to believe it. Because believe is underlined. And then does not doubt in his heart. That's how you get stuff for God. So do you pass the test? Man, if you pass the test, it's coming. Just keep believing. The devil loves to get people to quit when victory is right around the corner. Amen. And if you haven't been doing this, repent and start. See, it's it's a thing with the word and the reason I love the word of God. You're never disqualified. Satan can't disqualify you all he can do is get you so wound up in you that you miss it but guess what God will bring it back around again and so I always tell the devil I say I'm ready now you can't take this from me because I got it and like Robert Slayerton I own that scripture amen (laughs) I own that scripture see that's what you have to do you got to own it amen what is owning the scripture? You you rehearse it and you receive it in your spirit. You meditate on, on it so much that it belongs to you. Amen. It belongs to you. I own it. And then when the devil attack you, you got the word to fight. And it'll keep you alive. You fight with the word. Hallelujah. Because you own it. It's on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, the devil likes people who don't own scripture. He likes people that don't own victory. I own victory. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to own it. And this is just simple talk. Simple talk. But we need it so much because we forget. Sometimes when you're in the midst of a storm or the midst of a fire, you tend to forget 
that God is even with you. Anybody been there other than me? And you forget that God is with you. But that's the time when you start opening up your mouth. God, if you with me, let me hear from you. Give me a word. All you need is a word from the Lord. Give me a word. Hallelujah. Send somebody with the word of God. Like the widow we talked about yesterday. Hallelujah. The prophet came to her house and he says, what can I do for you? What do you have in the house? (laughs) She said, nothing but some oil. He said, that's good enough. Start, go get the vessels and pour the oil. Amen. Hallelujah. What can I do for you? And that's what God is saying to his people right now. He's saying, what can I do for you? What do you want? Let him know what you need. Hallelujah. Don't keep thinking on the inside of you. It's not going to happen. That's the devil right there. That's that thing that's keeping you depleted. It'll never change. When you See, when you think like that, you need to know that you need to uh, renew your mind in the word of God. It just won't happen for me. I know God can. This used to be my thing. I know he can. But will he do this? Devil. But see, it was kind of up here on a prestigious level. Still the devil. Amen. Yes, he can. And yes, he will. And yes, he's already done it. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, we have to get ourselves conditioned because I'm telling you, this is a season where we need to Stay with the word of God closer than ever. Forget about petty stuff and get with God because it ain't worth it. Because the thief is out here to kill, to steal it, and to destroy his, his, uh, what is it? Mandate or whatever it is. It's not changed. It's not going to. You always gonna, he's always gonna be after Christians, but you don't have to be in a place where he can get you because there's a place called the secret place of the most high where you can hide in the cleft of the rock of Jesus. Amen. You can stand on the promises of God and receive it when all hell is breaking loose around you. Amen. But it will not come nigh you. Amen. Why? Because of what's in here. What's in here. And you control what's in here by keeping it conditioned to the word of God. Get them crazy thoughts out of your head. Get that religion out of you. See, religion will talk to you too. And that's the devil too. Hate to rain on your parade. But religion will speak to you just like the devil. I, I don't need that. Or whatever. I don't know, whatever. It tells you a whole lot. And it'll cause you to reason all the time. Now, here I go again. But it'll cause you to reason, trying to figure. You don't have to figure this thing out. God already figured it out. See, I used to think if it don't make sense to me, then why do it? Or I must not really understand it. I don't have to understand that stuff. Amen. God gives us wisdom, understanding, 
knowledge and skill wisdom understanding knowledge and skill hallelujah he gave that to the to the hebrew the three hebrew boys that's what he gave them and what happened to them they survived the fiery furnace (laughs) kept them out of the flames amen hallelujah they didn't go under because god prepared them for what was to come just like i believe he's trying to prepare us right now for what's to come god does not leave his children unprepared he does not leave you weaponless he does not leave you without a defense because he is your defense he does all things good he does all things great and he leaves nothing no stone unturned or however you want to put it he's covered everything that concerns you he's already done it you healed anyhow you're blessed anyhow amen hallelujah you're prosperous anyhow he loves you anyhow so your mind will try to argue you down and say but what about that you know what that is religion but what about that time it's it's just a thought that goes through well what about that and you you need to answer the devil say well what about it see you need to have the last word never let the devil have the last word you have the last word this is your life and you have the last word because he shouldn't even be speaking into your life anyway it's just like somebody come down the street you don't even know staggering down the street and go start prophesying to you what would you do slap them you don't you don't just receive anything from anybody you know and so we need to we need to get this stuff i don't know why i'm going here but i know it's god and i know what i know what season we're in we're in a blessed season where god is releasing all good things amen but we got to start receiving it amos 9 13 says things are going to be happening so fast your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other but you got to start receiving what God wants you to have. You got to you have to receive what he's already prepared for you. Put it like that. How do I do it? With your faith, with your mouth, and with your heart. Believe in your heart. How did you get saved? You believed in your heart the Lord Jesus. Amen. You confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead. And it says, you shall be saved. You said that with your mouth. You received it in your heart. Now you know how faith worked. You had faith or you could not have gotten saved. It works the same way with anything you want. You receive it. You say it with your mouth. You receive it in your heart. Amen. Jesus, is. he went to the, to the cross so that all we could do is say and believe 
And that goes for anything. Because the just shall live by faith. Now some things God is so gracious. He just gives us. Because he's a merciful and a good God. Did I pray for everything that I have? No I didn't. Somebody did though. Amen. Somebody prayed for me. And somebody prayed. That I would receive. God released it. Some kind of way. But these promises of God. You you receive them by faith. By faith. Thank God God doesn't wait on us to believe everything. He'd just be up there believing. I mean, waiting. Amen. But God wants to see our faith. Your faith will, how can I put this? Your faith will show God who you are because faith has an action. It has a corresponding action to what you're believing. And your faith will tell God who you are. Amen. We're to only believe. Mark 9, 23. Let's go back one page. Mark 9, 23. It says, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, what is that saying? What is Jesus saying? He's saying, if you can believe it, you can have it. Do I have to read it again? Verse 23 of Mark 9. If you can believe. See, there's a comma there. All things are possible. To him who believe. All things. Hallelujah. And I think this is when he was casting that spirit out of this kid. And it was throwing him around. Trying to kill him. Verse 24. I'm just going to read that. It says immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears. Lord I believe. Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw the people came running together. He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he became as one dead. So that many said he's dead. All the onlookers see what Jesus was really doing, giving him a show. All these people didn't know everything. All these people that think they know what, how it's done. God was showing him, look, I'm in control of this. The authority is on me. Just like it's on you. Believe it or not. Okay, where am I at? And then in 27, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? 29. So he said to them, this kind comes out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Amen. And then they departed from there and passed through Galilee and he did not want anyone to know it. Look, you got to do it all. That's why the Bible says having done all. Amen. Hallelujah. I see a little something wrong with that. But I won't go into it because I ain't sure. 
I mean, I, I did know. But we'll take we'll tackle that at another time. Amen. Hallelujah. Doesn't mean that when you cast the devil out, you can only cast it out if you've prayer if you've fasted. See, because then your your little physical devils will get let's get physical, physical. I wanna be physical. That's not what God's talking about. Amen. But you have to believe. Amen. Praise God. God cannot and will not fail. For this reason, we need to lift our hands and thank him. Amen. And praise him. Even when you face in the fire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we praise you. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for what you're going to do for us. Oh, we thank you, Father. We magnify your holy name. We lift you up, Lord God. We bless you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm, We stand strong in the midst of adversity because we've already won the fight. We have victory, and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. God's faithfulness is always proven. He always proves his faithfulness. He always proves that he's with us. He's among us. He is here. Amen. Whatever you need, he wants to release it to you. Don't ever feel like God is mad at you. He ain't mad. I'm here to tell you right now. (laughs) He ain't mad. Don't you know anger is a waste of time? Now, he does get mad because his word says I'm angry at the wicked every day. But it ain't he ain't mad at you. Was he did he sound mad when he was telling Peter over here? He said, why couldn't we cast it out? He said, because of your some come out with prayer and fasting. He wasn't mad. And in other scripture we we read when about the fig tree, you know, what did he say? He says, because of your unbelief. But he wasn't mad. He's teaching us. He was teaching the disciples. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing the fiery furnace. And God came through for them. You know why? They refused to bow to another God. See, when we don't trust God and when we don't believe him, you're bowing to the God of doubt and unbelief. That's another God. Hello? Dear Presbyterians, wake up. (laughs) You're bowing to another God. That God, that fear and doubt, unbelief, that ain't the God we serve. That's another God. But see, they could have bowed to when the music started, the harps and the, and the, the whatever they had. And when the, the music stopped playing or started to play, everybody's supposed to bow to this golden image, nine foot tall and eight foot wide. That's big as a room. <laughs> it was big. 
So in other words, it was pretty intimidating. But did they bow? No, they didn't bow. They said, we're not, we're not bowing. Told him to Nebuchadnezzar was the king. He told him to his face, we ain't bowing. See, that's the way we need to do the devil. We need to look him right in his face and say, we're not bowing. I won't bow. I'm not going to bow. Because this is the same, it's really the same scenario in the natural. Amen. And so what did they do? God came, they went on in that fiery furnace and God, and, and those Nebuchadnezzar ordered the men to heat it up seven times hotter than normal. And they went on in there. Now, how many of you tell the truth? (laughs) You would have been over in the corner hiding, pushing me out of my hiding place. (laughs) Move, Pastor Shirley. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hide. Amen. But I'm telling you, they went on in there. He, and they said, if he, if he, if he save us or if he don't, we'll see him in the afterlife. Because they know this, this is not their home. See, we, we cling too much to what we know. And they went in there and when they looked in there was Four people in there instead of three. The fourth man was Jesus Christ. See, in this story, amen, give him a hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is supposed to teach us. See, these stories are not fables like the unbelievers say they are. But these stories are in here to show us that anything that, how can I Anything that um, can threaten you is is not of God, and he is with you to stand up to that threat. I will not be manipulated. I will not be threatened. The fire didn't threaten them. The fire didn't manipulate them. They just wasn't going to bow because they had made up mind. See, they were, that's what's known as fully persuaded. They were fully persuaded and they didn't bow. And the fourth man showed up in there when they opened the door, they came out, came out. They said not even their hair and their clothes was not singed. Amen. Because God is with you in the fire. Amen. He is with you. Through, you ain't never been put in a fire, a furnace, so you have never been through anything that bad. So if it wasn't this bad, you know he can help you through this. He's, he's with you wherever you are in whatever situation. And so we have to understand and know that and appreciate it. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to go into Daniel. It's too long. <laughs> But there was a fourth man in the fire. Hallelujah. Let's go to, let's just read verse 16 of Daniel 3, the third chapter of Daniel. I'm not going to be much longer. Hallelujah. Daniel 3, let's go to verse 16, I think. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. 
And if, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Now this is after they have been threatened. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Verse 18, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression of his face changed toward Shad. Now he didn't like him. He, he was their buddy before. Now I don't know you. I don't like you, and I'm about to put the hammer down on you. See, that just goes to show you when you don't do things the devil's way, he's going to come after you. But you got to stand, having done all. Do what the Bible tells you to do. Stand, having done all. Stand. That means don't bow. Don't run, don't bow. It says, uh, he says, he spoke and come in verse 19. He spoke and commanded that they heat the fire up seven times hotter than it usually is heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats and trousers, their turbans and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who stood up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. In other words, the ones that put them in there got burned. It was that hot. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound in the midst of the fiery furnace. So they tied them up. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to this, to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into this midst of this fiery furnace? And they answered and said to the king, True, like true that, king, true that. And it says, look, he answered in verse 25, I see four men loose. They were, they were no longer bound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Amen. So the, the when he looked, he saw something, the form that kind of looked like Jesus. And so, you know, he didn't want to. And see, he showed up so that this king could know that the true and living God was with them. Amen. Hallelujah. See, when God needs you to show up, he don't send an imposter. He he come himself fully loaded and ready. Amen. He didn't send a stand in. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So let's see, where are we at? Okay, in verse 25, he said, look, and he sees somebody that looks like the son of man. Then Nebuchadnezzar uh, went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. See, now he backed their buddy. <laughs> I'm going to be your friend now because the people you know. Don't know the people I know. Hallelujah. It's the most high God 
he says, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire and the satraps, administrators, governors, all of the elites, the upper echelon. They were there. And he called all of them. Amen. And let's see. Uh, I'm in 27. Whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair on their head was not singed. Nor were their garments affected. And the smell of fire was not on them. And Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who sent his angel. And delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word. And yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree. So he made a different decree. He had already made a decree. You're going to stand and worship. Now he making another decree. Amen. Hallelujah. See, this is what happens when people know your God is real. Hallelujah. Uh, let's see. Where am I at? He was making a decree. Okay, 29. Therefore, I, oh yeah, thank you. I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss Against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Look, by now, he didn't care if they disrespected his God. Just don't respect their God. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, they will be cut into pieces and their houses shall be made of ash heap. Because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. He promoted them. Well, he want to burn them up, but now he's promoting them. Why? Because they didn't bow and they know their God. Amen. They know, they knew their God. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember that song? Think you can find it? Do we have it? Okay. It's in the archive. Uh, she don't want to go there. We'll find that. Amen. Hallelujah. So, they knew their God. It's important for us to know our God, know in whom we are believing. Hallelujah. You must know who you are in him. If you know who you are, then you'll know him. Amen. You will know him. There was a, a fourth man in the fire, and we know that it was Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. If that song just come up, I'll be happy. But if it don't, if it don't, I won't be confused. (laughs) Amen. Amen. We need to fight back. We don't need to just settle for anything that the devil tells us. You know, if you feel depleted, God can increase, stir up the gifts of God. When Paul went to jail, he wasn't happy in there. But he didn't just sit there and do nothing. He stirred up the gifts of God that was within him. Amen. And he sung praises unto the Lord. And God's grace is sufficient for you. Whatever situation you're in, he'll give you strength to to worship and praise him. And, and And true strength will come. True power will come. And so you have to, you just have to do things the Bible way. 
You got to act like the Bible is true. Amen. Act like the Bible is true and not Grimm's fairy tales. That's what the world refers to it as. But it's not a fairy tale. It's true. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see where are we at. The Bible says that God is with us as a mighty, terrible one. You better pull out all you know. Amen. When the devil comes against you, the God, you let the devil know my God is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore, my persecutors, my persecutors shall be amazed. They shall be greatly ashamed. Amen. For they will not prosper. You have to tell that devil what you know. Pull all of that out of your hat. Amen. They shall stumble and be afraid. Just like King Nebuchadnezzar was afraid. He was afraid of them. That's why he promoted them. And he was afraid of their God. Amen. And so you have to fight. And it's called a fight the good fight of faith. If you're in any kind of other kind of fight, you're in the wrong fight. The only fight you're supposed to be participating in is the faith fight. Amen. If you're in a fight with anybody else, if you're in court with somebody else fighting for something, I know sometimes the devil can drag you through the court, fight if somebody drags you in, but don't ever try to go in there thinking it's a good thing. Fight the fight of faith. Fight at home with your faith. God will take care of it. You never have to go to, to the court. He'll settle it before you get there. Amen. He'll settle it before you get there. That's the kind of God we serve. If you're facing any kind of fire, it doesn't even have to be that serious. But if you're facing something that you don't think is good, and if it ain't good, it's not for you. God will fight for you. Amen. He will direct your path. Let's see, I only have a couple more things talking about David for a minute. He had faith in God and his integrity was to God, even in the lion's den. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had faith uh, and integrity toward God, even in the fiery furnace. And, and David's faith was just as strong. You know, he was a friend of God and he trusted God and his integrity was to God even when he was in the lion's den. Amen. And he prayed three times a day and they weren't supposed to be praying to any other God. But he went in public out on the porch because he had nothing to hide and he prayed three times a day in the open and he got in trouble for it. Amen. But David had a pure heart toward God. And he was faithful in the secret place and not an eye servant. And when you're faithful to God in the secret place, he will back you up. Amen. He will draw a timeline against the enemy. Do you know when you stay with God and you, no matter how bad things get, do you know the devil will, God will, because the devil's not going to stop. He don't feel sorry for nobody. He wants you dead. But God will get up and say, you know, enough is enough. I'm a God of justice. And what he does is he draws a line against the enemy. And he says, don't cross it. Enough is enough. He draws a timeline. Amen. Your time is up. Time is up for those who are corrupt. <laughs> 
<laughs> I couldn't resist that. And he will draw a timeline and say, hey, <laughs> you're not bothering them no more. It's over. Amen. Because God is for you and not against. He doesn't want you to keep getting pounced on by the devil. Amen. You sick of it. God's sicker than you are of it. Amen. Keep a pure heart before God. Amen. If you want to read about Daniel, write Daniel 6.10 through 12. And then Daniel 6.16. That's when they brought uh, Daniel and cast him into the lion's den. And then Daniel 19 through... Daniel 19 through 23. And that's when he came out of the lion's den. And you know, this is what I love about this story. Yeah, I think it's in uh, verse 19, Daniel 6, 19 through 23. It's somewhere, I think it's uh, verse 22 or 21 when it said, well, let's go there because we're already in Daniel. Let's flip over to 6. I just want to read this where I believe God made... Uh, Let's see. He made the king be an intercessor for David because it says he stayed up all night worried about him. I'm worried about you. <laughs> Daniel six nineteen. Hallelujah. Let's go to 18. It says, now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting and no musicians were brought before him. Also, his sleep went went from him in other words he couldn't sleep can't eat can't sleep verse 19 it says then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste went in haste to the den of lions and see he had already cast daniel into the lion's den the night before so let's see verse 20 says and when he came to the den he cried out with a lamenting or you know he's been lament what it like lamentation lamenting and it says a lamenting voice to daniel and it says the king spoke saying to daniel daniel servant of the living god see know who he is has your god whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lion's den and it says then daniel said to the king oh king live forever (laughs) like yeah the, the lions didn't eat me up i'm still in here O king, live forever. Hallelujah. And it says in 22, my God sent his angel. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have no hurt, so that they have no hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. It's letting them know you put me in here for nothing. But God still saved me. Verse 23. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatsoever was found on him because he believed his God. When you believe God, he comes for you. Amen. He don't come for you like people. I'm coming for you. He don't come for you like that. He comes to protect you. He comes to save you. He comes to bless you. But all you need to do is let people know who your God is that you are serving. And you won't bow. Amen. 
Proverbs 20, verse 6, a faithful man who can find. See, God calls that faithful when you have, when you stand on his promises and when you don't bow to, to the devil telling you, no, you can't have that. And you say, yes, I can. And you don't bow to that rhetoric. That's what it is. Amen. Coming from the enemy. You stand having done all. Psalm 119, 89 through 90, if you write that down, says your words are settled in heaven. And in verse 90, your faithfulness endure to all generations. God's word is settled. You need to write that down. Psalm 119. 89 says, your word, O God, is settled in, is settled in heaven. So if the word is settled in heaven, it's settled on earth. And guess what? Nobody can change it. When a word is settled, it can't be changed. It can't be altered because it stands through the test of times it's the word is a strong tower every word that god speaks is strong and mighty amen if you work this word it'll work for you if you don't work it it won't work verse um hebrews 10 uh let's go there hebrews 10 and i won't give you anything else if you can find it hebrews 10 Verse 23. How long we, how much time do I have? <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. 10.23. And it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Are y'all here? I need to read it again. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. That means don't stop saying what you want. It's like this. Say what you believe. Believe what you say. If you don't believe it and it's the word of God, say it anyway until you become convinced. Are y'all here? Hallelujah. He who promised is faithful. That's the same thing that uh, Abraham was told he who, and that's what he said. He who promises faithful and he, but did he believe it in the beginning? No, he didn't believe him in the beginning. But when God keeps telling you the same thing over and over again and let you know, look on with you and you try plan B, he throw it in your face. No, then you go back to the starting board and you try to get it right. Romans four. Hallelujah. And we're going to end with this one because I don't have any more. Romans 4.20. And it says, he did not, talking about Father Abraham, your father and mine. He did not stagger or waver at the promises of God through unbelief. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So when it says he didn't stagger at the promises, he didn't say, wait a minute, and try to figure it out. And what's that word? Begin with an R. Reason. He didn't reason. That's what when he didn't stagger. He didn't reason what God had said. He received it with gladness. He didn't always 
but he lived and learned and he made changes. So stagger not at the promises of God through unbelief. But it says he was strengthened, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He stirred up the gifts on the inside of him. And being fully convinced or fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Amen. So in other words, this is the God kind of faith. Where you believe that if God said it, he can perform it. And it doesn't matter how I feel or what I think. I'm going to believe it because he said it. He said, God said it, I believe it, that does it. Amen. If you have to go old school on the devil, do it. And therefore, it was accounted to him as righteousness. Hallelujah. Righteousness was imputed unto him because he believed. When you believe God, there's a blessing in it for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we stop? Father, we do thank you for your word. And we bless you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we bless you. And we lift you up, Lord. And we thank you for your word. And, Lord, we know that if you've promised it to us, you're more than able to bring it to pass. All we have to do is believe. Your word says only believe. And we thank and praise you, Father. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe. Say, I believe believe the word of God. God. And I receive receive the word of God. God. Amen. Praise God. God heard you if you said it. Amen. Praise God. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I will pray for you before we leave. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.